Hello, this is Patrick Kaling, Sheriff of Hampshire County. If you're a college student interested in learning about the field of criminal justice, the Hampshire Sheriff's Office would like to talk to you about our summer intern program. Your internship will matter, not just to the clients we serve, but also to the people of Hampshire County who rely on us to protect public health and safety. Interested in making a difference? Please visit our website, HampshireSheriffs.com, and submit an application online or call 413-584-5911 and ask for our HR department. The ideas and opinions expressed in this podcast do not reflect the views of WHMP or Saga Communications. This show may contain subject matters not suitable for all listeners. Listener discretion is advised. The only way through pain is to go through it, to absorb, probe, understand exactly what it is and what it means. Nothing that happens to us, even the most terrible shock, is unusable. And everything has somehow to be built into the fabric of the personality. By using the different writing forms, fiction, nonfiction, poetry, journaling, list making, and others, we can use the pain in our lives to further develop the fabric of our personality. Through writing, we try to find order in the things that have happened to us, to use our writing as a form of self-analysis, or to give form and sense to what has affected us. Whichever form our writing takes, it has the power to heal us and to help us grow. May Sarton. Hi, I'm Lisa Riley, and each week we're here to share stories that shine a light on not only justice-involved individuals or underdogs in the game of life, but their struggles, their successes, and also the powerful resources and opportunities available for those who are hustling to carve a new path and prove that failure isn't final. So unlock your future, rewrite your story. This is The Hustler Files. Welcome, everyone, to this week's The Hustler Files. To set the stage for this week's guests, I want to share a little bit of information that will lead us into this conversation. There are roughly 2 million women who are incarcerated in the U.S. each year. And prior to incarceration, most were living at or below the poverty line for annual income, and 75% of them report substance abuse. The rate of women's incarceration in the U.S. has risen 700% between 1980 and 2019. But since 1999, Voices from Inside, VFI, has been helping women who are currently or formerly incarcerated find their voices, return to their communities with success, and become leaders in their communities through creative writing workshops. So from 1999 to the present, VFI has reached over 1,600 women just in Western Massachusetts. Voices from Inside also offers workshops for girls and women who are also at risk for incarceration. That leads me to our guests today. I'm very excited to introduce Millicent Jackson, who is the executive director of Voices from Inside, and also Judy Holmes, who serves on the VFI Board of Directors, where she also co-facilitates a writing group at the All-Inclusive Support Services in Springfield, Mass. And she's a tenured long-term substitute teacher for the Springfield Public Schools. So welcome, Millicent and Judy, to The Hustler Files. Thank you, Lisa. Thank you so much for having us. What an honor. Thank you. 
My pleasure. Okay, so Millicent, we're going to start with you. Um, give us a little bit of background on yourself and how you got involved in Voices from Inside. So, Lisa, I am a writer and I am a facilitator, a creative writing facilitator. I actually got started with Voices from Inside in 2000 with the original uh, founder of the method that Voices from Inside uses, who is Pat Schneider. Um, Pat Schneider was my mentor. She is now deceased. But Pat Schneider is the author of Writing Alone with Others and uh, another writing book, Where the Light Comes In. And Pat has worked all over the world and has worked in many different countries, and she started her work in the Chicopee public housing, uh, working with women who were stigmatized and who did not have voices, and she decided to expand that work to women who were incarcerated using uh, the method that she speaks about in her book, Writing Alone with Others. So I would write with Pat in her own personal writing group, but she's the one who introduced me in 2000 to her method and started me in the actual women's jail in Ludlow when the women were housed with the men, because that was going on uh, for many years in Ludlow, Massachusetts. Now the women are in Center Street in Chicopee and have their own uh, housing there where they have the correctional facility. But for many years, I went to the Ludlow facility, like I said, which was... um, men and women, and I did that for over four years. I did writing groups, ran writing groups in the main institution, and I also ran writing groups in what they call pre-release. So it's the next step after you are out of incarceration where you are about to be released back in the community, but you are awaiting your time to go home. So I did that there, and I also worked in Springfield at a community group, which was um, similar in many ways to the lovely work that Judy does at After Incarceration Support Services. It was called Open Pantry in Springfield, and we just had women who are formerly incarcerated and in recovery come on their own and just write together with us. And I did that as well for a couple of years. So I've been with VFI since 2000. I was with them until 2010 uh, when I took a break, and then I came back um, after the pandemic. Um, in a different role as executive director. What a commendable path in life to have that Pat Schneider started, right? I mean, to, to write this book and then to realize the power it would have, especially with women who were traumatized or were serving time. How do you get involved behind the wall? So the way that works is programming is set up with the um, institution. So we have we are dealing with the different administrators, and there's often program coordinators who manage not only the writing programs, but when you are incarcerated, there are uh, many different areas in which the inmate can receive support. So you have Bible study. There is also um, different um, activities that come in, and so these are offered on different days. And what happens is around the unit, there are notifications posted, and should the inmates decide to want to participate, they can. They go to their counselor and they speak to them, and they are enrolled in whatever particular activity they would like to participate in. And that's how they become able to 
be a part of um, the group there. And I think, you know, Judy can also speak to AISS. It's similar, but a little bit different. But because after incarceration support services, the women are already out in the world, it works a little bit different, but the process is still the same in the way that women are told about the program. Judy goes in and speaks to the women and shares what impact it has had on her. And I think, you know, Judy could speak more to it, but it's pretty much a similar, uh, similar to the way it is behind the wall. My understanding is that until these women are actually sentenced, that they don't have access to certain programs. Is that correct? Once you are actually a in the jail, okay, you are an inmate and you have access to the program. So whatever stage you're at, I mean, we've had women who came to group and only had three more weeks to serve their time and we still allow them to be a part of the group. We didn't want to deny them that opportunity for connection and healing. That's tremendous. And who actually facilitates these writing programs inside the, the jails? So that would be women who are volunteers and a part of um, VFI. So the way that works is um, we have women who are uh, formerly incarcerated who are facilitators. We also have volunteers who are from the public who are interested in, in um, rehabilitation and also in justice and equity and they come to us and they, you know, there's a process for which they fill out an application and the board has to review and meet and discuss them. And then they are also trained formally. But we have different sources that come from everywhere. Our main, the main goal and the most important thing is to give back and allow the women who have benefited from VFI after being incarcerated or in some sort of recovery to be able to see themselves as leaders. And they are very transformative because they are a testament to the power of the workshop. So they are the leaders who VFI feels is most important to have in place to lead the other women coming behind them, kind of passing on the torch, so to say, in recovery. Do you find that the women coming to your workshops are already writers on their own? Are they journal keepers? Are they writing poetry? Are they writing short stories? Are they writing about their lives? Or are you finding that they come into the workshop and they have to sort of be coaxed into starting to write because there's a pain point that goes when you have to take it out of yourself and put it on a piece of paper? I want Judy to speak a little bit to this, but I'm just going to say this little part that I find that these women are already writers because I feel my my opinion is if you can tell your friend a story, you can write. And Pat Schneider has always said that. So these women are already writers. They just need someone to tell them and show them you can do it. Judy, I will let Judy speak this, but Judy is a beautiful poet and she has always written poetry. A lot of the women have come in and have already been doing their own individual writing. This just gives them that access and that permission to say, keep going. Well, then that's a good segue into Judy. So we're going to take a quick break. And when we get back, I'm sure, Millicent, you're going to hang out. And we will defer that question in a little bit more depth to Judy. So everybody sit tight, grab another cup of coffee. This is The Hustler Files with Lisa Riley. We'll be right back. Employment, housing, identifying documents, addiction treatment, education, veteran services, and legal advocacy. They're all part of what we offer at the all-inclusive Support Services Center of the Hamden County Sheriff's Office. 
We provide services to justice-involved individuals as well as the general public with the goal of improving community safety and the quality of life across Western Massachusetts. Don't let life's challenges lock you up. Be a step ahead. For a hand up, stop by 736 State Street in Springfield or visit us at hcsdma.org. Hello, this is Patrick Kaline, the Sheriff of Hampshire County. If you're looking for a career helping people, the Hampshire Sheriff's Office is hiring in many of our departments. We take great pride in our commitment to returning the men in our care to their communities in better health than when they arrived. Your work will matter, not just to the clients we serve, but also to the people of Hampshire County who rely on us to protect public health and safety. If you're interested in making a difference, please visit the Mass Careers website for more information. Welcome back to this week's The Hustler Files. And if you're just joining us, we're here with Millicent Jackson, Executive Director of Voices from Inside, a writing workshop program that is in the local jail here in Chicopee, Mass. And with her today is Judy Holmes. And Judy is on the Voices from Inside Board of Directors, where she also co-facilitates a writing group at the All-Inclusive Support Services, uh, which we've had many times here on The Hustler Files. And Judy is also a tenured long-term substitute teacher for the Springfield Public Schools. So I'm going to jump in with Judy. And before she answers the question that I asked Millicent before we went to break, Judy, why don't you give us a little bit of background on yourself on how you got involved in Voices from Inside? Sure, I would love to. Uh, So I got involved with Voices from Inside in 2017. And um, I've been writing poetry long before then, but I got involved with them because um, I was hosting my own um, women's outreach ministry group. And um, I was let down by some, some of the participants in my group. And I, I, you know, I went home that night and I prayed and I said, Lord, connect me to women that are like-minded and that will accept what I have to offer. So I was working on my bachelor's degree at Cambridge College. And the very next Monday when I went to class, my sociology class, this group of women was in my class from BFI, and they were telling me, telling us all about what they have to offer and how they sit and write poetry together. And literally, tears were coming down my face because I was like, that's that women's group that I need to connect with. So I got involved with BFI um, in May of 2017, and I've been um, writing with them since. That is such a wonderful story. Don't you love it when you can manifest something that you want very quickly? I always think that God and the universe really do hear us, and if it's meant to be, it manifests itself very quickly. Yes, it does. Agreed. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so VFI has multiple workshops. Um, there's the Women's Correctional Center in Chicopee, which we keep talking about. There's also a Western Mass Correctional Alcohol Center in Holyoke. And there's a girls treatment program in South Hadley and the Gandara Center in Holyoke. Are you involved with all of those different locations? So the location that I co-facilitate the writers group is um, at the All-Inclusive Support Services um, in Springfield. Okay, and that's the reentry program that we talk, we have talked yeah. about multiple times here on, on the Hustler Files. So are the women that are coming to you for your workshops at AISS, were they previously part of the VFI workshops while they were incarcerated, or are you getting a new group of people coming through because they didn't know about it while they were incarcerated? Right, um, 
they didn't know about it when they were incarcerated. And, you know, due to the fact of the pandemic, we're really just kind of coming out of it like the past year. And so um, AI, uh, the writers group was done virtually for a while. So what I'm hearing from the women who participate now is saying we didn't hear about this when we were, you know, um, in jail. We didn't hear about it when we were locked away. So they gladly participate now. We don't have to do any coaxing or any, you know, like put the carrot in the in the rabbit's face and watch them follow. We don't have to do any of that. These women are willing. Um, they're focused and they lo- love to write. So this kind of goes back to the question I asked Millicent before we went to break. Do you find that these women were already on their own doing writing while they were incarcerated and writing short stories or writing poetry or just writing to sort of to to release that trauma and tension that they felt while they were um, behind the wall? So I think that these women were already writing. Um, a lot of them that, you know, that I'm seeing while I co-facilitate um, they're very eager and, you know, we don't have to give them a lot of direction. We present the prompt and say what it's just about and they, then they, and they write it. I mean, they're amazing. I, this is my first time co-facilitating this particular group. And um, I'm finding that, like, I am literally, while we speak, just before I made this call, I had to co-facilitate alone last week. And so what we do is, after group, one of us, uh, me or Daisy, will type up the women's poetry pieces, what they wrote while they were in group. And as I'm sitting here typing, I'm just like, oh, my God, they are so amazing. Like, it's not a lot of thought that goes into it. The writing process is actually 10 minutes. But some of the things these women put out are absolutely, it's absolutely fabulous. When they're reading it, you can see their passion and how they're proud of what they wrote. So I want to jump back over to Millicent for a second. Um, Millicent, I had mentioned some other workshops that I found on your website. Are those workshops live and still going on, or have some of them been kind of put to bed for a while due to the pandemic? Okay, that's a great question, Lisa. So yes, in the terms of some some have been put to bed. What I can tell you is that The correctional facility in uh, Center Street in um, Chicopee, that's where I first started. They are, we are in the process of getting that back up and running this month, as well as a writing group in the Franklin County Sheriff's Department there in Greenfield. So these are two groups that are going to be started by the end of May. That's wonderful. So those are getting back. Yes, they definitely, and I actually have been in contact and um, last night just had a training with with one of the women. So it's very exciting. Now, the other ones that you mentioned, those um, are not currently our locations, but that's okay. We're building in time, but we definitely are um, already in talks to begin those, resume, I should say, the groups that were... Um, put to rest during the pandemic. Um, So that is going to be very, stay tuned. Our website is actually being updated as we speak. So Lisa, people will be able to go to the website within the next two weeks. Everything is being a major overhaul. And then that will be more clear for folks to see that where these groups are going to be. That's wonderful. And 
We'll give that website at the end of the show. Will people also be able to sign up to volunteer there as well? Yes, there's a form on the website that if you want to be a volunteer, you would fill that out and then that goes to us and it gets reviewed. Have you ever accumulated so many poems and stories from this program with VFI that you put them all together in some sort of a published book? Has that ever been something you've thought about? Yes, we do have a book and collections. There was an event on Thursday, um, April 27th at HCC and Holyoke Community College, where the women, Judy Holmes, Daisy Diaz, Jacqueline Velez, uh, and Amy Heisen and Sonia Mendez, they have their work published in the book. They read from the work, um, and there's more upcoming events where there'll be the documentary shown in May, and where people, if they have not seen May 1st, there's an event at Greenfield Community College open to the public where they can have dinner and view the film, the documentary, on the uh, start of Voices from Inside. It goes through the whole story of Voices from Inside. So I'm, I always ask my guests what they think their assignments of life are, mainly because I have found over the years that I think we all have life assignments and they can change or they stay the same and they just keep getting larger and larger. Um, so, Millicent, I'll start with you. What do you think your life assignment is? My life assignment is to give voice through writing. And, I, and help others. And so I say that because it's twofold. I feel doing this work, it's very important to help other women to give voice to their, their pain, their joy, their everything that's inside of them. And I, too, as a writer, I do that as well because it's very important for me to give voice to everything that's going on inside of myself. That's what my purposes and what moves me and story and language and just manifesting like we spoke about earlier the truth of that like letting it all come to light just really who we are that page is where we can all let go and not hide that's very important and to help another do that that's extremely authentic and very courageous of you because i'm sure you read and meet a lot of these women and I'm sure it can be very, very emotional to take it all in and and feel what they've been feeling before they put it on paper. Judy, how about you? What do you think your life assignment is or has been? My life assignment that was given to me through my higher power is to go back and get the women that I used to party with, meaning women in brokenness, women that are struggling with domestic issues, with addiction with um, drugs, whatever falls under that umbrella of brokenness. That's been my task. That's why I was able to start that, you know, host my my own outreach group called Sisters in Christ. And, you know, I would actually sit there and wait for women to come. It was very frustrating at first because no women came. But as my higher power gave me that to do, it would be literally a woman that walked in that I actually used to party with. And I used to be like, oh, my God, like you were serious when you said that. So um, that's my task in life, to connect with women in brokenness 
um, like I once was. That's fabulous. I love that. So you you navigated your life, and now you're you're helping others navigate theirs, and uh, that yeah. sounds like a wonderful life assignment. And lastly, before we have to say goodbye, Millicent, how do people reach out to Voices from Inside if they want to get involved with the workshops or volunteering or just making a donation? They can go to our website or if you just put in in a Google search, Voices from Inside, it'll immediately come up. The website, although it is going to be looking very different in about one week, you will still have access to the former one. It gives the Gmail address uh, info at voicesfrominside.gmail.com. That's the email. But once you go on there, it shows you how you can, you can just email and you can make donations through there. But there's an address on there where you can send everything to the P.O. Box, Voices from Inside, P.O. Box 193, Greenfield, Massachusetts. Our, you know, it talks about our fiscal sponsor, who is the Women of Color Health Equity Collective. But all that information is right there on the website. The same with the uh, documentary, uh, Finding the Words, the Story of Voices from Inside. I believe that's www.findingthewords.com. And if folks want to see that documentary, they just put uh, Finding the Words or Voices from Inside documentary. And I've done it and it immediately comes up and takes you right there. So sadly, we are out of time. Um, Thank you both again, Millicent and Judy, for joining me this week on The Hustler Files. The work you're doing is so impactful and so needed, and you're changing people's lives. So I put you both in the change maker category, and I, I hope we get to connect again. Thank you again for coming by, and we'll be right back to wrap up this week with The Hustler Files, so sit tight. There's more to come. The Hamden County Sheriff's Office is not your average law enforcement agency. Our correctional staff provide a firm but fair approach to corrections as we change countless lives for the better. In the community, Sheriff Nick Cochise's never-say-no philosophy has evolved the field of community policing, bridging the divide between residents and the unmet needs in our neighborhoods. If you want to help make the world a better place while earning a good salary, with great health insurance, paid time off, and a pension, please visit hcsdma.org and click Join the Team to apply today. We are back, and today's final thoughts come from Alex L., author of the book, How We Heal. Do not die with your gifts buried inside of your heart and mind. Give your gifts to the world. You are a change maker. Someone out there needs your story. Someone out there needs your testimony. Someone out there needs your craft. Someone out there is looking forward to your gifts. Give yourself permission to show up, even when you're scared. You get one life. Live it. Let your dreams, hopes, and desires take root in your life. You never know who is waiting for you to bless them with your gift. Big or small, show up. We need you. And that's a wrap for today. It is my hope that the stories and change makers we share each week release limiting beliefs, create impactful conversations, and activate change. A huge weekly thank you to our producer, Leah, and of course, our guests and advertisers for their support. You can find this show and all of our shows on the whmp.com podcast page and also on any of your favorite podcast sites. If you'd like to reach out with any questions or comments, you can email me at lisa at whmp.com. Have a wonderful week ahead. And remember, don't be ashamed of your story. It will inspire others. See you next week right here on The Hustler Files. Mm